Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. A woman found dead in an apartment of a man accused of killing a gas station clerk. I'm Mike Marilla. Students with disabilities win a Virginia dispute over wearing masks at school. I'm Dick Iuliano. Asian markets mixed and one team running away with it in Monday Night Football. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Clear. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The founder of the failed cryptocurrency exchange FTX is in custody. Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested in the Bahamas at the request of U.S. authorities. BBC News correspondent David Willis with more. He's in deep trouble, potentially, legally now, because separately, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has said that it has authorized charges of its own relating to Bankman-Fried's alleged activities. And all of this comes on the eve of of uh, an appointment that Bankman-Fried had to give evidence to uh, a U.S. House of Representatives committee looking into the collapse of FTX. A first court appearance, the first in the U.S., for the man accused of making the bomb that brought down a Pan Am flight, killing 270 people, including 11 people on the ground, in Lockerbie, Scotland, in 1988. CBS's Rob Laguerre was Abu there. Abu Mohammed Massoud, suspected of making the bomb that destroyed the passenger plane over Lockerbie, Scotland, in 1988, entered the courtroom with a limp, wearing an Alexandria Sheriff's prison uniform and a white mask. Through a translator, he learned of the three charges he faces. Two counts of destruction of an aircraft resulting in death and a count of destruction of a vehicle used in foreign commerce. If convicted, he faces life in prison. Rob Gary, CBS News, Washington. Portions of Northern California, Arizona, and Idaho are digging out after measurable snow. More from the Weather Channel's Mike Bennett. A sprawling coast-to-coast storm will bring wild weather throughout the week. It already has in California. Here at the Sierra Snow Lab, three feet of snow and counting and howling winds that came along with it. More snow and even severe thunderstorms now in play across the middle of the country. Blizzard warnings are posted in several states, including Colorado, Montana, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Ice storm warnings are up for areas near southwest Minnesota and eastern South Dakota with advisories as far east as Wisconsin. The deep south is bracing for possible tornadoes tomorrow. WNBA star Brittany Griner's return to the U.S. after her nearly 10-month imprisonment in Russia has shifted attention to another American held in Russia. The Biden administration says it's working to get Paul Whelan home. The next high-level talks between the U.S. and Russia about Paul Whelan are slated to take place later this week. And the State Department says it is ready to get creative. Though I'm told that does not mean that the U.S. is willing to change anything about its policy towards Russia when it comes to the war in Ukraine. That's CBS's Nancy Corse reporting. White House Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says that what Russia wanted for Whelan's release was not something that the U.S. was able to give. This is CBS News. Brought to you by Clear, a faster, easier way through airport security. Try today for two months free by visiting clearme.com slash cbs22 or use code cbs22. 1103 on Monday evening, December 12th, 2022. 37 degrees, lows in the upper 20s to low 30s. Good evening, I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. The former superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools is now facing charges. A school spokesperson is also facing prosecution and has been placed on leave. A special grand jury has been investigating how the school system responded 
to sexual assaults. Our story from WTOP's Christy King. Indicted on a felony, Wade Byard is accused of perjury. The misdemeanor counts against former Loudoun School Superintendent Scott Ziegler include one called false publication, which alleges Ziegler lied at a school board meeting when asked about whether he was aware of assaults in bathrooms. Two additional counts against Ziegler refer to a special education teacher who the special grand jury says faced retaliation for testifying in court and for expressing views about matters of public concern. Christy King, WTOP News. The parents of one of the assault victims have released a statement through their attorney tonight. They say that over the last 14 months since their daughter was assaulted, not one member of the school board, LCPS administration, or even our local high school leadership has reached out to check on how she is doing, lend any type of support or even apologize for what we are going through as a family. About three years after former D.C. Council member David Grosso went public with his story of abuse by a Northern Virginia priest, that former member of the clergy was found guilty tonight in a Lake County courtroom. In a story you're hearing first on WTOP, Grosso shares what it felt like to see the man who sexually abused him as a young teenager appear before the judge. Just before jury selection, former Catholic priest Scott Azalone entered an Alford plea, admitting the evidence against him of felony carnal knowledge of a minor would result in a guilty verdict. I hadn't seen him since probably 1987, and, you know, I had to really gather myself and walk as fast as I could because we ran into him outside. Former D.C. lawmaker David Grosso was abused when he was 14 when Azalone was the rector of St. Francis de Sales in Percival. He left the church but faced charges. You know, 37 years later, since I was assaulted, I think I wish I had gone to the police when I was 22 and gotten it all over with then. Oslon will be sentenced in April. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Bishop Michael Burbage of the Diocese of Arlington is out with a statement regarding this tonight. He says victims of child sexual abuse continue to experience ongoing trauma and suffering even decades after the abuse took place. He's expressing his deepest sorrow and urging any accusation of abuse to be reported to the diocese and authorities. He says there is a zero tolerance policy. A Silver Spring man accused of killing a gas station clerk last week will now likely be charged for the murder of a pregnant woman. A judge ordered that 31-year-old Tori Moore's competency be tested after the murder of Ayalu Wandamu, a clerk at a White Oak gas station, after an apparent argument over a bottle of iced tea. After Moore's arrest, police then found the body of a 26-year-old pregnant woman inside Moore's apartment. She died as a result of multiple gunshot wounds. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy says the woman may have been dead more than a month. Assuming this turns out to be the woman we believe it is, they had had an ongoing relationship, and they had cohabitated at various points in time. McCarthy says Moore will be charged with murder for both the woman and the child's death. So far, the woman has not been identified. At Rockville District Court, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. And coming up after traffic and weather on WTOP, what are the reasons behind all the charges filed against the former Lab County Public School Superintendent, and what may come next? We'll hear more from our own Neil Augenstein, who's been following these developments. It's 11.07. Here's a highlight from Raj Jammy, the chief technologist for Advanced Technologies at MITRE on Federal News Network's Executive Briefing, sponsored by MITRE. The important factor that we have to keep in mind is we need to approach the problem of semiconductor technology a little more holistically than we've been doing so far. In the past, it was it was simply a question of scale and uh, you have a next generation node or perhaps you have a new architecture and you have a next generation node. It's no longer so. To learn more, visit Federal News Network. Search MITRE.
No one knows where this market will go. Things could change tomorrow, next week, or next month. At Merrill, we've been here before. And history shows this is the time to stay focused on your future. Because through every market, the bull will always have your back. Find an advisor in Washington, D.C. at ml.com slash bullish. Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do? Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker dealer, registered investment advisor. Member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corporate. It's 11.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th to the WTOP Traffic Center and Rich Hunter. We start on the Capitol Beltway in Virginia coming off the Legion Bridge trying to get toward Tyson's. The work zone already setting up near the George Washington Memorial Parkway and it should be ultimately down to one left lane to get by. 66, lots of work already inside and outside the Beltway. We start inside the Beltway westbound 66 before the Dulles Connector Road. A left lane is blocked there. Then outside the Beltway, the westbound ramp to southbound Nutley Street is blocked. So is uh, that, is, that is completely blocked. The westbound ramp to go west on Route 50, single left of two, getting by that. The big ticket item right now, 66 westbound, a sluggish ride from Centerville toward Manassas with the work zone between the Manassas rest area and Sudley Road, exit 47, now down to one left lane and a very, very sluggish ride. I've heard from a couple of folks trying to navigate this one. It is no fun at all. Then after Sudley Road, the right lane is blocked by work. Eastbounders, you'll find the work between 29 Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway between exits 52 and 55. A slow single left lane is getting by the work. 95 northbound already hung up badly getting across the Rappahannock River Bridge heading toward the Centerport Parkway. A left lane getting by. We will have stoppages in this one starting about midnight heading to 3 a.m. Stoppages up to 30 minutes at a time. The other work zone 95 northbound will be before Garrisonville exit 143 and that'll be blocking the right lane in Maryland. 95 no reported delays. BW Parkway is likewise quiet. 270 northbound at Route 85, Bucky's Town Pike, the left lane gets by the on-ramp and off-ramps blocked as well, so no access to that section of Bucky's Town Pike. Ivanti makes the everywhere workplace possible for government. Ivanti's risk-based vulnerability and patch management secure the cloud and hybrid enterprise following zero-trust best practices. Visit Ivanti.com. That's I-V-A-N-T-I dot com. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Now Storm Team 4, Amelia Draper. Temperatures tonight falling into the mid-20s to low 30s as clouds continue to clear out. Mostly some tomorrow. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. Clouds increase on Wednesday with a storm system impacting the region on Thursday. We could see up to two inches of rain, making for a messy morning and evening commute. In addition to that, as the storm moves in very early Thursday morning, it could start off as a bit of a wintry mix. The biggest threat being ice, freezing rain and sleet, and mainly north and west of the D.C. metro. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 41 in College Park now, 40 in Fairfax and 41 on the National Mall. Lows tonight, upper 20s to lower 30s. The weather brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 11-11. Now more about one of this evening's major stories we're following. We told you the special grand jury impaneled by Virginia Attorney General Jason Miarez issued a scathing report out about the Loudoun County Public School System's handling of two sexual assaults by the same student back in 2021. That report said the school system failed in several ways to protect the safety of students and was more interested in protecting the school system's self-interests. 
Tonight, the other shoe dropped in the form of criminal indictments. WTOP's Neil Logenstein has covered all aspects of the situation in Loudoun County. He got on Skype with Dimitri to talk about the basis of the charges against recently fired Superintendent Scott Ziegler and spokesman Wade Byard, who's now on leave. Two of the counts against Ziegler are related to his interactions with a special education teacher by the name of Erin Brooks, who filed a, a suit saying that she was retaliated against. Uh, we reported on this back in June. The third misdemeanor against Ziegler is something called false publication. And that's from that well-known June 22nd school board meeting. The special grand jury alleged that Ziegler lied when asked if he was aware of assaults in the bathroom. And the false publication charges actually says that somebody who knowingly lies essentially to a reporter or on a news broadcast, that if they supposedly know for a fact that what they're saying is wrong, that is what the false publication charge is. The charge against uh, Wade Byard specifies that he committed perjury under oath. I have been told from a source that Wade Byard did uh, testify before the special grand jury where he would have been under oath, but it is not yet clear for sure what that charge entails. Do we know, Neil, what happens now? Well, uh, of course, Scott Ziegler is no longer the superintendent of Loudoun County Schools. And the school system just this afternoon put out a statement saying that Wade Byard is on leave during the investigation. Uh, The school system says that, that they will continue to look at ways to ensure that students are safe within the school system. Is the investigation all over now? That's not clear. Um, The spokesperson for the attorney general tells me today that the special grand jury has not been discharged. They are still sitting, so there theoretically could be more indictments. Uh, In terms of school systems across northern Virginia, across our area, they have been fraught at the school board meetings with various issues of parental knowledge, parental control, that kind of thing. Is it especially a a bad case right now in, in Loudoun County? I think it's fairly easy to to say that this special grand jury investigation has had a lot of political overtones. And and a lot of the the school board meetings are dealing with politically fraught issues. So, yes, this is a case where the special grand jury did sit and did not only... uh, put out a scathing report, but now has uh, has lodged four criminal indictments. Uh, I think that it's fairly safe to say that the political tension, the political uh, challenge, the political back and forth, I'm pretty sure that this will just intensify that. That is WTOP reporter Neil Augenstein. And coming up here on WTOP, the Wizards are streaking and not in a good way. 1114. I am Thomas Myers, president of IBW Local 26. Do you own an electrical contracting business? Would you like assistance with obtaining more work? Are you seeking more networking opportunities, help finding the most highly trained workers? Do you want the best pay and benefits for your employees? If so, then consider partnering with IBW Local 26. By partnering with the Electricians Union, you can take your business to the next level. IBW Local 26 represents more than 150 contractors of all sizes. We provide world-class training to more than 10,000 skilled electricians. And we handle health care and retirement benefits so you don't have to. Contact IBW Local 26 to learn about how we can help grow your business. Go to IBWLocal26.org. That's IBEWLocal26.org. 
Click on the Business Opportunities tab to start growing today. IBW, wired for growth. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. And here's Rob Woodfork. All right, the Wizards' free fall continued tonight with a 112-100 loss to the Brooklyn Nets as Kevin Durant played like he's home. 30 points, 9 rebounds. The Wiz have lost 7 straight in 10 of 11, but Kyle Kuzma says... We've been playing with great effort. Can't complain about that. That's the one thing that we've been doing. Uh, man, we've been doing a lot of losing, but we've been, we've been playing hard and we've been competing every night, and uh, I'm proud of everybody for that. He said he's proud of everybody, and they're trying really hard. These are professional athletes, folks. Today, Navy Athletic Director Chet Gladchuk explained the reason behind firing Ken Niamatololo as head football coach of the midshipmen. I conveyed it to him, and I also conveyed it, as I mentioned, for 20 years to the head coach every year. As a matter of fact, the coach states to his team you know, what his goals are every year and what our objectives are. And again, it was clear as a bell. There's, there's no confusion with regard to what the expectations are. Yeah, and uh, he reportedly went right to Nia Mazzalolo right after the loss to Army and uh, right there at the locker, uh, fired him right there in the stadium. Uh, Nia Mazzalolo, the winningest coach in program history at 109-83. and Monday Night Football in uh, Arizona. Kyler Murray carted off the field with a non-contact injury very early in this game. It's reportedly feared to be a torn ACL, and without him, the Cardinals trailed the New England Patriots by a score of 27-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter. The Commanders announced Carson Wentz back from injured reserve. Butts will remain the backup to Taylor Heineke, but perhaps more importantly, center Tyler Larson headed to injured reserve with a knee injury suffered in the tie with the Giants. That likely ends his season. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. It's 11:17. D.C. is under a cold weather emergency tonight for the first time this season. Such emergencies are triggered when weather is forecasted that presents a danger to residents, especially those who are outside and experiencing homelessness. Lows in D.C. are expected to reach the 30s tonight. There is a chance of heavy rain and possibly a wintry mix coming up on Thursday. City leaders are asking residents to check on vulnerable neighbors And if you see someone experiencing homelessness, you can call the city's shelter hotline and they can get free transportation to a shelter. Coming up after traffic and weather, the top stories we're following for you this hour. A Loudoun County grand jury indicts the ex-superintendent of schools. We'll tell you why. A former Catholic priest from Loudoun County was convicted of abusing a boy decades ago, and now the victim gives WTOP an exclusive interview on how it felt to see his attacker again. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Back to Ian in the traffic center. We go right back to the Virginia roadways. Michelle will start on 66. The big westbound ticket item right now is going to be the work zone past the Manassas, the Manassas rest area, he tried to say, on toward Sudley Road. It's a single left lane to get by, and this one is very, very sluggish, and people are encountering it at speed, having to jam on the brakes. Don't do that as you're passing 29 Centerville. Back off the speed and watch for the brake lights. You'll see them ahead as you get into the work zone westbound on 66. Eastbound work is going to be between 29 Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway. The left lane is getting by in a single file. It was a slow ride earlier on. Not much better now, but at least folks are flowing through this one. 395 northbound work near Duke Street. 
and Route 236. It's going to be a left lane getting blocked there. 95 northbound sluggish across the Rappahannock River Bridge from Fredericksburg heading towards Falmouth. We've got work all the way to the Centerport Parkway with the left lane getting by single file. Stoppages in this one overnight after midnight up to 30 minutes at a time. The other northbound work on 95 will be near Garrisonville. Exit 143. Before you get to exit 143, you'll find the right lane blocked by the work. There's crash activity in Manassas. It's going to be on 28 southbound near Maplewood Drive near the the car dealers there. It's going to be the right lane getting by, or at least it was at last report. In Maryland, on 95 between 95 northbound at the Baltimore Beltway, there is work zone action ahead. The left lane is getting by, and the ramp is blocked. The off-ramp blocked as well to the outer to the inner loop of the capital of the Baltimore Beltway. 270 northbound, the work near Buckystown Pike. Left lane is getting by. The ramps onto and off of Buckystown Pike are blocked. Rid your home of unwanted pests. Go to Home Paramount Pest Control. Call today for a free inspection. 888-888. Home or homeparamount.com. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. A cold Monday night across the region with lows in the mid-20s to low 30s. Plenty of sun out there tomorrow and nice to Day with highs in the mid to upper 40s. Clouds build in on Wednesday with highs in the 40s. And Thursday, likely a Storm Team 4 weather alert day with up to two inches of rain possible across the region. And as the storm moves in, it could start off as a bit of a wintry mix with freezing rain and sleet being the biggest threats over snow. Not seeing much in the way of snow, but we could see some ice accumulation mainly north and west of the district. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 37 degrees outside the WTOP studios right now. Lows tonight, upper 20s to low 30s. Weather brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, COVID forces a local theater company to cancel some shows. What to do if you have tickets? 1121. This week on Federal Insights, sponsored by Rancher Government Solutions, hear Tom Hans, the Director of Container Security at Rancher Government Solutions, talking about securing containerized applications. We not only hold the position between each container pair, but we have the visibility into the application and packet levels to make accurate decisions on what gets to pass that demarcation point in live traffic. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Rancher Government Solutions. When security, speed, and scale are essential to your mission success, you need a partner who can deliver open source and cloud-native software solutions designed to address the unique security and operational needs of the U.S. government and military. Whether it's in the cloud, on-prem, or at the edge, Rancher Government Solutions offers the leading software stack for teams adopting containers, addressing the challenges of managing multiple Kubernetes clusters at scale while providing DevOps teams with integrated tools for running containerized workloads. Learn more at ranchergovernment.com. 1122. Shopping for a new appliance? You better shop fast. Price increases are hitting select items on January 2nd. Hurry to Bray and Scarf and beat the increases now with year-end savings throughout the store, with next-day and two-day delivery on in-stock bestsellers. Don't wait. Save big with double rebates on select GE Profile and Cafe packages. And get free basic installation on select Monogram built-in refrigerators and Pro Ranges, all at the absolute lowest prices with Bray & Scarf's best price guarantee. Bray & Scarf is the area's number one local and independent appliance retailer. Our experts receive hours and hours of factory training. They're ready to answer all your questions and give you the personal attention you deserve. So shop now and save now. Beat the price increases at Bray & Scarf. 
Visit any of our convenient locations or shop online at brandscarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. This is WTOP News. 1123. A historic move in Richmond as the city's last major Confederate memorial has now been taken down. WTOP's Neil Logenstein has that. The AP Hill Confederate Monument has towered over this busy intersection on the city's north side for more than 130 years. WTVR reporter Brendan King watched as the statue was removed. The general's remains are buried beneath the monument. While Hill's remains will be sent to Fairview Cemetery in Culpeper, his family argue in court that the statue itself is a grave marker, making it personal property. He says the monument will be kept in storage during the court of appeals process. Richmond's last Confederate statue is no longer standing in the former capital of the Confederacy. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. Campaign 2023 on WTOP. We now have a date for the special election to fill the seat of Virginia Democratic Congressman Donald McEachin. McEachin died November 28th and was first elected to represent Virginia's 4th Congressional District back in 2016. The 4th District covers much of the area between Richmond and Chesapeake. Governor Glenn Youngkin says the election will happen February 21st. The Washington Post reports that so far, Henrico Delegate Lamont Bagby, a Democrat, and Democratic State Senator Jennifer McClellan of Richmond, who ran for governor last year, have both filed paperwork to run for this seat. They are the top two leaders of Virginia's Legislative Black Caucus. As you've been hearing on WTOP, the Marine Corps celebrating 75 years of delivering toys to less fortunate kids all across America through Toys for Tots. And to help celebrate, their boss, the Commander-in-Chief, stopped by for some last-minute prep for area families. Toys for Tots is one of the best events of the year at the White House. President Joe Biden speaking to Marines and their families here at Joint Base Meyer-Henderson Hall in Arlington. You can't see something like that without smiling. For 75 years, you brought joy and laughter and smiles to families all across this country. Samara Donahue, the daughter of a Marine colonel, helped the president wheel bikes and stuffed animals into Tots barrels. It's a fun way for all of us to come together and bring joy and blood. Those less fortunate kids. The president told a story about a young girl that had just come to America from Nicaragua and received a stuffed bunny from Marines. That little girl grew up to join the United States Marine Corps, but she still remembers that first Christmas in the United States. At Joint Base Meyer Henderson Hall, Luke Luger, WTOP News. And the final weekend of shows for the Shakespeare Theater Company's run of Much Ado About Nothing has been canceled due to a COVID outbreak among the cast members. Performances this Saturday and Sunday will not happen. An email from the theater company says the show must close. So if you're holding tickets, you can transfer them to another Shakespeare Theater Company performance this season. Get a credit to your account for a later show or donate the value of your tickets to the company. Or the final option is to get a refund. Money news at 25 and 55. Here's Brennan Hazelton. A nice way to start the week on Wall Street with the Dow gaining 529 points. The Nasdaq was up 139. S&P gained 56. Another interest rate hike is likely from the Federal Reserve this week, but how much? Traders are betting on just a half point increase, which would be smaller than the last four. America's employers are posting more job openings than they did before the pandemic, but there aren't enough people applying. It's a trend economists say could fuel wage growth and high inflation.